I don't think he's even noticed that he's frozen. I, I can hear you, but you can't hear me. We can't hear I you. I know. I'm telling you, I can hear you. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. My name is Patrick, and I'll be your chief flight attendant today. We'll begin the show in a few minutes, but first I'd like to acquaint you with some important safety information. Three sheets to the mouse may contain language and subject matters that aren't suitable for smaller aviators, so listener discretion is advised. When the intro music begins, please take a seat and partake of any carry-on items. This includes bottles, flasks, cans, fine cigars, and skin mags. Okay, let's review. That is, F-bombs, earmuffs, get drunk, smoke them if you got them, and send nudes. Anything else? Oh yeah, enjoy the show. Sorted, but you'll be rewarded when at last I am given my dues. And justice deliciously squared, be prepared. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 158. Jesus Christ, guys, 158 episodes. That's a long time. A shit ton. That, that's once a week for three years and a few extras. Because you get them leap years. Episode 158 of Three Sheets to the Mouse. We're the podcast that likes to focus on the adult side of Disney, from the parks to the movies to the dining. We'll cover everything Disney has to offer, including their booze. I'm Mikey, and they're, what? they're booze. Oh, okay. It only has the one B. Sure. Booze. The lick hurts. Apparently, and four O's. It does. Well, if, you see it, <laughs> if you're drinking it right, yes. I'm Mikey, and tonight I'm joined by two guys that love the smell of Rome burning. Tim? Fuck the Phoenicians. Adam? The roof. The roof. The roof is on fire. <laughs> we don't need no water. Let that motherfucker burn. So saith the Nero. So burn, motherfucker. Burn. <laughs> uh, kick, kick back. Make yourself a black magic margarita. And enjoy the adult side Does of Disney. Does that have black magic markers in it? It doesn't. It was actually a margarita <laughs> that Neil Patrick Harris came up with last year at La Cava. Oh, I wanted to try this. Actually, um, <laughs> I didn't know the name it, of it. I, it is, I think, the most expensive margarita on their menu. How much was it? Twenty-two dollars. No, is it not? Okay, then I made that up. They're all completely. about the same price. I want to say uh, it has got a smoky mezcal, mezcal, mez, mescaline, smoky mescaline. Uh, That's something different. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I distinctly recall watching a movie and they. Consumed mescaline, so I thought it was a alcohol. Yes, nope, something okay. different. I don't know if you can you smoke mescaline or do you shoot mescaline. I don't know. I, I don't know if you, I, we'll have, we'll I think have I'm to. pretty sure you shoot, but I'm not positive. <laughs> uh, smoky mezcal, blackberry puree, which is not the same as a raspberry beret. Beret. Beret, thank you. Uh, but did they buy them at the second hand store? No, this is um, farm to table. Okay, and some Cassis liqueur. 
lime and mint. Wine and beer. Lime and mint. Uh, it got rave reviews. I'm sure it's not still there because it's been a hot minute since it rolled out. And it was one of those, like, you know, uh, specialty cocktails they had a picture of on a piece of laminated printer paper. Very highbrow. But, you know, if, if, if NPH says it's good, it's got to be good. I mean, I trust him. He tells the story of the Jesus once a year. <laughs> he does. I know, but I, I just... They have some other pretty interesting choices to tell that story, too, that oh. I don't necessarily trust as much. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, obviously, we're not having a Blackberry Beret drink tonight. Uh, Tim, what are you drinking over there? I've got a screwdriver. You guys have an overabundance of orange juice. No, it's an overabundance of vodka. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> overabundance of vodka and the... Uh, Whiskey is a little uh, low, so I'm trying to kill all the vodka. I, I know how that uh, whiskey deficiency can be. Um, well, you know what? Too much vodka is a good problem to have, I guess, until you don't have any vodka. Vodka's, vodka's cheap, cheap, though. Yes, it is. Adam, are you having screwdrivers as well? Nope. Oh, I bet it's gin. Nope. Nope. Oh, I'll be damned. Guess again. Uh, tequila? Nope. Guess it's again. brown. <laughs> It's going to be a long game. Is it Troig? <laughs> no. Ooh, Dalmore. I recognize yes, that stag. Dalmore 12. Because I wanted some bourbon. I haven't had anything in a while, whiskey-wise, and I just felt like having whiskey tonight. Yeah, it's so. been a while. I don't want to be that guy. Drink. I'm going to be that guy. That's not bourbon. I, I meant I changed it to whiskey. Though. Okay. Leave me alone. <laughs> Shut up, Maggie. <laughs> You know, the royal whiskey, like the royal we. It's the royal whiskey. No, that's cool. I listen. I don't. To be honest, I don't care. You could call that shit uh, smoky mescaline, and it's still good either way you, you word it. So, whatever. It's down more. I like it. It is. Fuck it, no, it's it's a fantastic <laughs> bottle. No two ways about that. Uh, well, hey, yeah, speaking of fantastic bottles, I'm having a little uh, little old sippy sip. Of the uh, Ronzacapa 23. Ooh. I like you that. So, uh, yeah, that's what we're drinking, folks. What are you drinking? Let us know over in our group, facebook.com slash group slash three sheets. Give us a toast to the host with the most. Ha! <laughs> I did that. All right. Well, um, I guess we've all seen the news that... Nudes? No, the news. Oh. Much like booze, it's news. Uh, Spaceship Earth getting the refurb for like what? Uh, two and a half years. Two years? Three and a half? <laughs> Depends on who you listen to. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, information and misinformation floating around out there. We only know it's closing. We have no idea when it's reopening. It's kind of... Could be six months. Could be up for the celebration. It could I be. I don't see tomorrow. them having this closed for the celebration. Yeah, but then that cuts that two years down by a lot. The estimated two years that I would say most folks are going with. Because we're already in 2020 and celebrations. Well, I'm 2021. talking to Epcot's 40th. 
Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about... Yeah, there's no way it's going to be ready for Magic Kingdom's 50th. That's not going to happen. Depends on what they end up doing to it. Well, all the rumors... Yeah, probably, how much they end up the doing to it. The rumors that it's what it's going to what it's going to entail. Maybe it'll open... They really didn't say much. <laughs> talk over each other again? No. I was going to say... Perhaps it opens about the same time as Space 2020 in a couple years. Well, allegedly, Space 2020 is opening next month. Allegedly. Wasn't it last month? That, this month no, it was supposed April. to? No, April. They said they announced like a week ago it was going to be April. Yeah. Okay. And then it was winter. So. No, it was originally yeah, winter. Yeah, they lost we, the we, will, we will see. There's, they know. overhauled the whole menu again and... Well, when you lose your executive as a chef, it's kind of something you have to do. But I, I think the most of the Epcot project should be done by then. They do have a lot of work done on it. On what? On that whole well, on the, the center area itself. right now. They didn't start Spaceship Earth yet, because mm -hmm. Spaceship Earth is still open. Yeah, but I, I think they're just taking it down just so that they could just close off that whole center section of the park at this point. Well, as long as they put walls up just around the center section so it's a little easier to navigate, because I heard horror stories from everybody that was down there in Princess. It's not great. It doesn't look good, but it is what it is. It's confusing, but if you know you go left, you go right, you're still walking around. It just you can't go yeah, straight just, through anymore. That's all. Just put the ball on your back and you can find World Showcase. That's all you need to know. But what happens if you're going towards the exit? Then you need to go back and keep drinking. Okay, fair enough. Just hop on a death bucket. That'll get you out of there. I like the death buckets. Yeah. Didn't think I was going to. Oh, they're fun. Sorry, not sorry. They're fun till they're not. <laughs> they're not. It's not that they're fun. It's just that they're super fast and they're super convenient. I, I don't mind them. Hey. I have not been. I'm not big on the hashtag thing. I'm kind of old. I I heard that. I don't know what the fucking cameo is on Snapchat. Yeah, I still don't. I didn't even bother looking that up. Nope. <laughs> I I got the Snapchat, and I think I've snapped two things. Every once in a while, I'll read it. I'll respond to something, and that's the end of me Snapchatting. Well, enough about how old we are with our damn technology. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about some other old technology tonight. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, Tim, are you able to kick this off? Yeah. Or do you want me to kick it off? You want to talk about what is allegedly coming first, or you want to talk about the... No, hey, yeah, I think it makes do sense. You, do to... you, boo-boo. <laughs> I think it makes perfect sense to talk about what's coming and then go into okay. what we're working on there's not much that we know yet we only know it's closing may 26th of this year and it's going to be down for quite some time what we do know is all the scenes are going to get a refreshing leading up to the industrial revolution portion and that's where the, the newspapers are being printed as the young boy selling newspaper who's facing the wrong fucking way those are going to go out re redone and everything after that is supposed to get completely changed the dome scene is going to be drastically reimagined with latest projection mapping technologies and the exterior of the ride is supposed to get 
revamped as well with some mapping, projection mapping technologies as well. There are rumors that they may lengthen the ride, changing the loading and unloading, but those are just rumors at this point. Nothing has been confirmed. Would they have to add track to do that? They would have to add yeah, track just to lengthen say. it. Yeah, well, that's that's a couple websites. Loading couple and websites are, are reporting that now. Because the loading and the unloading thing is kind of tight. It's really right on top of each yeah, other. Yeah, they said they're going to extend the that area out some, but I don't see that happening. Even if they extend it out, that I don't think that would be enough for another show scene. I think it would just make loading and unloading easier. They might like just kind of make a U out of it. Sort of like how a flume ride works, where you have one, people getting off and then people getting right on instead of going through that like dead space. Okay, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Well, no, I guess when it reopens. <laughs> Your ride is now 30 seconds longer because it takes you that much longer to get into the attraction. I can see them doing something <laughs> with that descent part of the ride. With have said nothing but the little LED lights in it when you're supposed to be adding your information to the little touchscreen. I like that. I know I'm a geek, but I kind of like it. It's just that part of the ride is always boring for me. I like meshing the buttons. My picture never shows up right. Mine either, because I always have a hat on and it always chops off the top of my head. I've had it show up a few times without a problem, so I really can't say anything. So let's talk about the ride in its iteration now. We're not going to go back to where it used to be, all the other iterations, right? We just want to talk about what's what's now, the Judy Dench yep. version. Guys, everybody knows the, the ride is an Omnimover. There's no triggered ride events. Rather, a narration plays as the show scenes and music run on loops. The script is originally penned by Ray Bradbury and has been since updated to meet contemporary technological trends. It's not really contemporary anymore. The current host <laughs> is Judy Dench, who narrates along with the orchestral score done by Bruce Broughton. I don't know if that's how you say his name, but there you have it. The first scene begins with the time machine vehicles ascending into a dark tunnel with twinkling stars all around. And that's where you smile and take your picture for the smile little touchscreens that are uh, in front of your chair. The uh, adventurous orchestral theme starts to play as the score shifts theme is when the, uh, the picture... Alright, so the, the picture that's taken will be used later in the ride at the post show. The vehicle arrives at the first story of the structure and begins a slow curve where a large screen comes into view, stretching along the inside of the sphere, depicting early humans fighting for survival against a woolly mammoth. Without a form of communication and language, they can't talk to each other to see what everybody's doing. As the screen dims behind them, guests enter a cavern populated by audio-animatronic early humans who represent development of early language through cave paintings. The score changes again, implying a Middle Eastern atmosphere as guests are brought through a heated diorama of Egyptians, who invented a system of portable communication using hieroglyphs recorded on papyrus, as opposed to cave paintings that were unable to be transported as humans migrated. Phoenician merchants are seen carrying goods to faraway lands. The narration explains how each civil civilization is trying to communicate 
but cannot understand each other due to language barriers. But the Phoenicians, who trade with all of them, create a simple common alphabet so that trade and communication becomes easier. And then you have the famous line, thank the Phoenicians. If I see one, I will. Yeah, I don't think you're ever going to see one. I don't think I ever met one in real life. I don't. I think they're extinct. A whole lot of good their fancy alphabet right. did them. Turning a quarter, a writer see a lesson in mathematics being taught in a piazza in an ancient Greek city in a sequence that attempts to show how math helped invent the birth of high-tech life we enjoy today. Shifting to ancient Rome, a night scene including a traveler in a chariot delivering news depicts how language is portrayed as a tool for cultural unification with the vast network of roads that stretched across Europe, ultimately all leading to Rome. Suddenly the scene takes a dark turn as crashes are heard and the smell of burnt wood fills the air. The fall of Rome by invading mercenary armories also brought the destruction of the bulk of the world's recorded knowledge, including the loss of scrolls at the Library of Alexandria. But the narration gives hope as the vehicle reaches the next level where Jewish and Islamic scholars of the Middle Ages are seen preserving recorded information and continuing to progress in science. Winding through exotic fabrics and drapery, guests arrive at a monastery where biblical manuscripts are being copied by hand. The composition shifts to the Hallelujah Chorus, sung to the melody of the piece's exposition. Gutenberg is seen working the first movable type printing press, allowing information to travel freely across the globe. And the European Renaissance is portrayed with animatronics of ensembles playing rich polyphonic secular motets. I don't even know what that means. Sculpting a woman and the painting of a portrait of fruit, the scene enters as the car passes under a scaffold where Michelangelo is seen painting the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel. The time, is the, the time Machine transitions to a post-Civil War North, guests witness syndicated news reports illuminating the planet of current events with amazing efficiency. Loud, industrial-sized printing presses show the incredible influence of the machine as an advancement in mass communication. As guests pass the clanging sounds of the press, the score's theme is presented again, this time with an up-tempo ragtime piano. And next we have a romanticized version of the 20th century communications revolution with telegraphs, radio, telephones, and movies. The writers see a 1969 television broadcast of Apollo 11 landing on the moon, featuring Walter Cronkite, one of the past narrators. Language had progressed to such an extent that it no longer was spoken solely by humans, but machines as well. Guests turn a corner and find themselves in a large mainframe computer and Foxy Love as they ascend <laughs> up the final hill. At the top, a slow descent starts progressing through a garage in California where a man is seen building one of the first home computers. The score becomes suddenly percussive and dramatic as guests fly through a tunnel with computer code projected onto the walls. And at the crescendo, the car makes its final turn into the cupola of Spaceship Earth. The top of the structure is a planetarium studded with stars and a large projection of a rotating Earth. And before the Omnimover vehicles start to move down the long descent to the unloading area, they rotate 180 degrees clockwise and guests ride the end of the attraction backwards. The remainder of the ride moves past a seemingly infinite number of stars and into a realm of glowing triangles. 
The guests then use the touchscreen in their Animover vehicle to fill out a questionnaire to create a possible depiction of their future, which uses the pictures taken at the beginning of the ride. And that's it. Ta-da! Ta-da! And they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna try to improve on that. I, I don't think they need to. I think they just leave it alone. I like it just the way. It is. I mean, dude, I don't know if you covered it or uh, when you were talking about what what their plans are for the the future of it, but what. Do you know what they're, how they're restructuring the story, what they're going to? Hmm. It's going to be how we tell stories. Yeah. The theme is going to be how we tell stories, allegedly. So, okay. Communication, how we tell stories. Yeah. As a kind as of a similar. World. Yeah. I mean, I understand that they they they're kind of stuck with what they've already got as far as the size, the scope. Yeah. Probably reusing a lot of the animatronics during this refurb. Probably not even yeah, touching very many of the scenes at all. Well, they did say they are touching every yeah. scene to clean, clean it, it up, up and, and make it's it supposed better. to be projection okay. mapping now on every scene as well to make the scenes oh, come well, to I, life. Is what they say. That's not super drastic. I mean, you're, you're not. Sw- they're not going to speed it up and like right. make it fast. Yeah, well, and they're not they're not, you know, changing wardrobe necessarily on certain areas. I mean, I guess they could, I guess. I don't know. Who know? Who knows what they're going to do, but okay, telling telling stories. That actually does seem like a pretty safe transition that would work with most of the scenes that are already there. Yeah, I yeah. think they will they I are going to have to change a couple of them, but I think for the most part most of them are going to stay. You know, everybody's so upset about this getting closed down, but is it really that popular? Yes. In the grand scheme of things? Yeah. Yes. When you see that line in the morning, like when that park first opens, it, it, it's, it can get a, can be a pretty hefty line. There's hour-long waits for it. It's also on FastPass. Yeah. I remember I had no idea there was even a ride inside that damn thing until <laughs> we planned our first vacation. I, honest to God, just thought it was a really cool looking golf ball sculpture thing that was just like the park icon you know like like there's nothing to do in there like i didn't know there's anything to do in cinderella's castle but apparently you can have dinner or breakfast or yes, buy your way into good. uh an evening in the suite with millions of dollars in donations but you get a free pepperoni pizza yeah, and there's an attraction inside and a great tax write-off the tree of life as well yes we're pollinators. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I knew about the show and the Tree of Life. I love that show. And as typical when Disney announces something's closing forever or for a while, the line the last two weeks for that ride has been ridiculous from what I heard. Well, the line in Epcot for almost everything, and ever, the line for everything has been ridiculous lately, so... It's because people are like, I gotta ride it one last time. But, I mean, do you really... Have to get one more in. I would on have it. liked to seen it one last time before it went down. Yeah, I'm not we gonna didn't lie. see it last trip, or the trip before that. I don't think. I mean, I, I remember. I've done it every every trip, so I, I, I guess I get it. It is. I mean, it's, it's an iconic thing. So it, it's a nostalgia thing. It's although I was, last time I wrote it, there was a guy in front of me asking his wife, "So is this like a roller coaster or something in there?" Mm. And I'm like. No, it's just sitting down, moving slow, looking at stuff. So it's not like exciting. I said, oh, there's, you know, Rome burns. It's on fire. 
Yo, I'm a fire. It's kind of exciting. Said there's some dudes fighting a mammoth. He, and it's Wooly. He he just kind of looked at me like I was crazy, which I am. And and I just like, bro. It's, yeah, that's besides the point, though. That's, that's what you. I like to see how they update the, that scene. They might not. They don't need to really. I that, they that, need to make the damn projection, projection brighter. Is, yeah, that projection is kind of old and and yeah. Bring it up to digital. Yeah. In 3D. That's my take. Well, that's the history. Not the history. That's the current, that's current iteration, iteration of it. Uh, I think we should fuck it up. Yeah. I mean, if Dizzy's gonna fuck it up anyway, we should at least fuck it up first. Might as well. Well, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe we have good ideas. It happens every now and if then. If nothing else, we have good intentions. Well, we have a glow club. <laughs> the road, the road to Rome is paved with good intentions. Isn't that the first World Wide Web? Yes. Wasn't it something to do with Phoenicians? Didn't they invent the WWW in World Wide Web? <laughs> Just, just they just had to invent the one W, and then yeah, we took care of the rest. Fair enough. Copy, paste it. Yeah, Control C, Control V, Control Alt Delete, <laughs> restart the whole shit. <laughs> well, Tim, are you ready to receive our pitches for? That sounds. Nope. <laughs> Dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was thinking, you know, pitching and catching, but okay. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's we're gonna do what you got. We're going to kind of do Shark Tank, I guess. Adam and I are going to remove two scenes in Spaceship Earth and replace it with something of our own, a, a little light imagineering, and hope that we can uh, make it a little more appealing, maybe. Or at the very least, keep some cohesion to the overall theme. So how are we gonna do this? Are we each gonna pitch one and then pitch our second one? I, I don't. I say we ask the shark how he wants to hear it. Yeah, do both, same time. Do your first scene. Okay. Okay. okay fair enough. Both. Well, uh, Tim, this, this is your your um, your thing there, Mr. Cuban. So why why do I have to be Mark Cuban? Because I don't remember anybody else's <laughs> name on I, Shark Tank. There's the check. Neither That's do I. It. I can only picture. What's the, the one they the, call the Mr. With the, Mr. Like, Fabulous or whatever his name is? I don't know. I don't want to. Like, oh, he's yeah. He's the little bitty guy. I think. I don't know. Yeah, there's the QVC lady. Mm-hmm. That's the only one I. I don't know her name. I don't either. I don't know any of the names. I see her face. Her hair is very kind of Karen-esque, but blonde and flat. And she buys everything. Mm-hmm. And then there's the uh, Mr. Fabulous. Well, I don't know if that. And then there's 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 a short guy, there's the Omar Epps guy, and there's Mark Cuban, and that's it. Yeah, yeah the only one I know is so Mark who's, because everybody hates Mark. That's okay then. Well, okay, pop pop Cuban. What are you trying to say? I don't know. I'm <laughs> that I'm you go first. <laughs> well, since you got so much to say, then you go first. <laughs> you may not know. I could have some short notes. No, I have short notes. <laughs> or I may not have short notes. You have short, short notes? Not possible. That's, I know. That's impossible. That's impossible. <laughs> impossible. <clears throat> All right. Well, I guess the uh, the first scene that I'm axing 
is we're just going to go ahead and delete the Renaissance like it never happened. Oh, well, so what are you doing? Are you doing the updated one, or are you continuing with the history and communication oh, storyline? Oh, good, good, good question. Yeah, it's a horrible pitch. Uh, I want to be progressive and move forward, so I want to try to keep with where uh, Disney's wanting to go and try to give them some ideas on how they can achieve their refurbishment with the, the thought of how we tell stories. Story of us. So we're going to get rid of the Renaissance scene. And if you're telling the story of us, are we refilming the making of me? No. <laughs> it's the making of we. Martin Short's not available. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so the Renaissance takes place during the 1400s, and that fits in with my timeline a little bit. Um, we're going to move forward a little bit. We're going to put in its place. You will go, um, as you write it, you'll go right from Gutenberg's movable type printing press, which is on the left as you're writing it, to a uh, pier on the water's edge in a 17th century harbor that's off the coast of Hispaniola. That'll be on your right. You'll see some small dinghies moored there in along the dock. And in the distance, there'll be the larger wooden ships bobbing in the night's ocean, as you know, presented by projection. Uh, the narration will begin to explain how traveling the oceans and seas for months at a time, adventurers and sailors had to begin leaving clues uh, about their stories for other sailors via the works of cartographers, as, as they would draw the maps. On, on their voyages to map where they've been and, and, and uh, what they've ran into. So you have uh, moving forward, you'll see this represented on the left as you pass a rather animated uh, buccaneer telling his story, his, his tales of what he's encountered on the sea to a map maker who is plotting this out on a piece of parchment. And this would be in the same location as uh, the painter. So I could even keep the same animatronic just changes change, changes clothes a little bit Make a look there and he's he well no he, he's a cartographer so he wouldn't necessarily be uh, tyrannical is that no okay <laughs> uh, but he would have a uh, hmm. one thing if you look at the, at the map I want you to see that you know he's drawn like sea monsters and mermaids and stuff like that because the the old sea dog is telling a tale of what he's seen because you know we, we didn't know what those creatures were or they've been out there so long God Damn it, Mikey, you're going to take us back to more Flat Earthers, aren't you? No. No. Because that's what they believed back then, that the map just ended and people sailed off the side of the earth. No, I don't... It's not that big of a map. I mean, paper was... Parchment <laughs> so, was... So you're, was re, to you're rewriting back At then. World's End. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. All I'm doing is allowing the stories to be told... From so the, the cartographer just happens to be Jack Sparrow is what I'm hearing. No, he, no he's the guy drawing there. <laughs> and, you know, continuing forward, we're going to replace the sculptor with an actual uh, interior of what looks like a tavern with some sailors seated at a table with their backs to you. And, you know, they're telling more stories to each other, a little outrageous. And, you know, these stories are presented in the form of hand-drawn animations uh, projected on the walls in front of them. 
So as you, you don't really hear the spoken word, you just see them gesticulating, and then you, you kind of see the images of what they're trying to tell. But I, I want it to be more um, like it's not completely cel-shaded, just outlined, you know, drawn kind of. And, and they're talking back and forth, and this will kind of mimic the same illustrations that are seen on the cartographer's map with the, you know, you know, the, the, the mermaids, the, the, the sea uh, monsters, you know, stuff like that. And your vehicle will, you know, continue moving, and the narration uh, will go on about how the stories on the maps would, you know, kind of take on a life of their own as they're passed from the eye to the ear, and perhaps a, a well-lubricated conversation. And finally, you'll pass what would be um, beneath Michelangelo as he's painting the Sistine Chapel. We're going to change that out now. And it's actually going to be a sailor who's laying on his back on a dock, and you're underneath it. And this would actually parallel uh, the first scene where you see the docks off in the distance. This would be the same set of docks with the pair, uh, with the sailor laying down up there. And he's actually um, singing a little bit of a, uh, a, a sea shanty. And Yo, you'll, you'll hear pirates like me. Pirates like me. No, <laughs> I, I, I think you've got um, the task wrong. You're rebuilding a different ride. No, <laughs> he's he's singing a little shanty. The narration begins explaining that uh, the end result of many a stories being told, um, people found out that if you tell the story through song by the artistically inclined, then they could be. You know, it, the, the stories would travel from taverns and aboard the ships, and they would just continue out from port to port, uh, causing their message to spread, you know, to the nations, and, and then it would, you know, transition from the message spreading to the 1900s. Not a very good transition, I get that, but uh, I just wanted something a little a little more fun in there because, the, you know, the Renaissance, it, it, it goes quick, and it's kind of, it's kind of, with the exception of Michelangelo, it's kind of boring. I don't like the Michael. Put a pirate up there or a sailor or whatever and just have him singing, you know, a shanty about like, you know, the, the mermaids or something that they saw. It, it, it I think it, I think you could take it and tie all of the scenes together as this progressions of how stories can can be told. Visually and then uh, through through song. That's my first change. Fuck the Renaissance. My second change is at the tail end of the ride all right this is after you've gone through the garage and into the matrix you you come out to see the uh projection or the model of whatever it is of earth toward the end of the ride and about the just before your vehicle rotates in addition to the earth there's going to be a um satellite there and the topic will change to a discussion about how technology and science have has improved global communication and brought the world as close as a few keystrokes. So during you hear all this, there'll be uh, this communication satellite, which is slowly just kind of uh, rotating on, on, on its you know little axis, super slowly, just enough so you it's, can tell it's moving. It's not Sputnik? It's not Sputnik. No. Is there a monkey driving it? There is not. There is not. It's an unmanned aerial vehicle. It's a UAV. Um, it's a UFO. It's a floating object because it's in space. But it's it's IFO because it's identified flying object. We don't know what brand it is. Fair enough. Oh, who are you kidding? Could it be BASF? We don't know. Who are you kidding? It's, it's uh, Tesla. 
yeah, you're, you're probably SpaceX. right. Falcon, Falcon Heavy shot it up there. Um, so you're going to see this satellite, and it's going to have a blinking light on it, you know, and a little bit of animation or, or movement as it wrote, as it you know just kind of rotates around. Uh, in the background, you'll kind of hear this the theoretical sound of what bits of data sound like when they're being transmitted. There is no sound, but you, you know the sound I'm talking about. Oh, I hope. The beeps and boops. Yeah, yeah, just like the 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 baud one twenty eight modem noise. The handshake, yeah, yeah, you'll you'll get some of that. Um, and a- as you go past this, of course, your your vehicle is going to rotate twenty degrees, doing about face, and uh, you'll ha- you'll still see the starry night overhead. I'm keeping all of that, but gone um, is going to be the assortment of you know TV displays and mall survey level questionnaire that you get as you kind of go backwards away from uh, from the you know from that earth and satellite thing instead overhead as you descend or, or go back um, you're going to pass beneath in very close proximity just out of reach so you can't reach up and touch it uh, a big white foot and because you're going backwards it's it's revealed kind of slowly as as you descend yeah yeah here we go yeah yeah it's behind you and you get there and it's actually it's, a, it's an animatronic astronaut who is uh, tethered to the cupola of the international space station which will be straight above you and what you get is this uh, space station uh, most of it's going to be actually you know built out and scaled down and then the rest of it's just on the wall with projection um, you, you, you know what you go down is a very narrow, tight, low-ceiling hallway with mirrors, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I can make this work. I can shoehorn an astronaut in there. Okay. Because <laughs> so, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling all the TVs out. So regarding your, your masculine early, were you doing something while you wrote this? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like a TARDIS. It's bigger on the inside. What TVs? Do, are there not displays all the way down through there that you're no. answering questions no. on your... No, no. It's just it's on just your... your little TV on, on the screen. screen. All it is is, like, it's a light mirage with mirrors. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's coming out. It's like three rows of LED lights and then repeated on infinity mirrors. mirrors. to make that space look really open and large, yeah, but it's, it's really not that big of a space. It's coming out. Well, you know what? It maybe, maybe it's not that big of an astronaut. It, you said it was a giant white foot. <laughs> Those were your, your words. words. Giant is relative to the size of the person <laughs> seeing it. The fact remains, we're going to have an astronaut <laughs> stuck in here, <laughs> hanging off this uh, cupola of that the you, ISS. All right. That you can't see because you've already passed it. No, no, you can see it. You can see it. And uh, Ow! What do you mean, how? You're in a hallway. Right, and he's above you. You just look up. No, you, gotta you face can't it. see up. There is no up. If it's projected on that dome, you can't see that dome once you start the descent. No, it's during the descent. The satellite's in the dome, and then you come down. To, to, right, to come you don't down. see yeah, once the you, satellite. Once you, once you start, start going down, descent, you don't You see cannot that. see that room. I know. The space station is not in that room. It's during the descent. So how do you see it attached? To what? 
the, the astronauts attached to the space station. How right. would you see the astronaut attached if you if you don't see the first signs of the astronaut until you're in the hallway? Are you getting satellite and space station confused? Where the hell's space station? I've been saying yeah, space station say for the last five minutes. So where's the space station? In the same During the descent. Is it uh, after you spin around? A projection? The astronaut's real. Space station's projection. Except for a little bit that he's actually hanging on to. This is a little good. bit. Okay. Man. So the dialogue continues nonetheless, regardless of how big the little astronaut guy is. And it's going to continue in the background. You can hear the chatter between the astronaut and people inside the space station because it's the cupola and the windows are open. You can see somebody back there. The windows are open in space? Projection, yeah. No one can hear him scream. When all the air gets sucked out? No, it's uh, reverse pressure. It's osmosis. Jones. The narrator explains the importance of the nation's diverse coming Earth coming together with the diversity that is the space station and its different modules being designated to the different countries of Earth, like Russia, U.S., Japan, Italy, uh, the European Union. They've all got their own modules that they helped build and attached up there. And we're going to learn how humanity is looking to the future and continue writing the greatest story that's yet to be told, the story of us and then cue up uh, the post-show and the thank yous and a nice tight wrap-up of the whole attraction as voiced by James Earl Jones. And then you'll exit out of a teeny tiny hole because I had to make room for a space-suited <laughs> astronaut. Just duck. Duck when you get out of your time machine. Well, you're going to have to duck to miss the foot from what it sounds like, too. <laughs> no, it's just out of reach. <laughs> it just, it's like you've been on Space Mountain, right? Yes. There's kind of more clearance on Space Mountain in some spots. This doesn't look that way to me. I remember this ride differently. Because it's all mirror. It's a mirror. It's, it's a dark hallway with, with mirrored yeah. light. So it looks expansive. It's not that big. If you look really close, you can mm. see where the wall is. Yeah. I'm fitting this in there. <laughs> it's going to be a smart That's what she thing. said. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm taking out Rome so I can fit this in there. <laughs> So yeah, <laughs> it's the story of us, which is kind of based in communications. You see, I like your ending for the newer one, that, for the one that we have now. <laughs> well, no, I, I, it kind of makes more sense to me <laughs> than what we have. But we, we haven't finished telling the story yet because we're still moving forward. You know what? Are we? Maybe because technically we're going backwards. Maybe you can do better. We're going forward by looking behind. No, we're actually looking behind because we're going backwards. <laughs> All right, so I cheated. Altogether cheated, flat out. I'm changing the fucking beginning. I um, the introduction to the right, the ascension part where you're going up. I took out the fucking camera because that's just dumb. And the announcer basically states, great stories can come in many different forms. From the written word containing stories by authors like Charles Dickens and Hen Kristen Anderson, to songs written 
and composed by the like of Bruce Springsteen and the Sherman Brothers. Screenplay writers who like Brad Bird, who brought Ratatouille and The Incredibles to life. Animators like Walter Elias Disney, without him we would never have Mickey Mouse. Arts that combine multiple talents, musicals, video games, the list can go on forever really. They all had one thing in common, a spark. A great imagination. Oh, so he just rewrote this figment. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and then figment pops up on like the little view screen that you have in your car. And did you say imagination? That stuff he knows plenty about. So you go into that first room where the mammoth was. I'm getting looks. <laughs> And it kind of turned into a little bit of Figment's domain, so a lot of projection mapping with like his room upside down and all the colors and actual parts from the original attraction. So Figment gives a brief introduction of himself and explains that without the help of his pal Dreamfinder, he would have never even know what imagination is or what to do, what it's useful for. But over the next few minutes, with the help of his friends, the Story Light, which is what they announced, whatever the hell it's called which is one of the increases with projection mapping, we are going to travel through some great stories born of other people's imagination. That's what I had for my first change. <laughs> Story Light sounds a lot like Tinkerbell and the Peter Pan cube. That's what they called it. No, I know, I know. I, I, I read that, but it just sounds like Peter Tinkerbell from Peter Pan cube. Is it going to be some sparkles that float around in different parts of the... Yeah, that's what... Know. I forgot where we saw it, but we saw like a artist rendering of it and that's what it kind of looked like it, it kind of looked like Tinkerbell but I don't, I'm sure it'll change but I didn't want to like go too far off what they already had so all your figment haters rejoice because I use figment <laughs> I, listen, I, I, you know me I love figment but do we really need figment in two separate rides yes because imagination pavilion's going to go away eventually and I do not want him out of the park he'll be there for merch Shut up, Mikey. Well, I don't know. Remy's <laughs> pushing them out of food and wine. Yeah, so... Well, that makes sense. I mean, Ratatouille's about food. And there's plenty of wine drink. Pretty much. Linguini. So, I kind of like... I don't want Figment to go away. I thought this would have been the best way to still... Somewhat with the story aspect. You know, stories have to start from somewhere. They start from somebody's imagination. It made sense to me. It's the perfect fit. And this way, you kind of keep everybody happy when you do close Imagination imagination Pavilion to put whatever they're going to put there. You still keep an original icon in the park. I feel like a lot of this talking that, that you're having between the narrator and Figment, a lot of that happens in, like you said, I guess, in place of the... Uh... The Ascension. Yeah. In place of the opening. In place of that... Like a time through the hourglass or whatever the fuck she <laughs> says. Right, right. days of our lives. <laughs> I don't know what she says. I don't remember. But like that whole opening ascension area. And like during that ascension, I would love to have like artist renderings kind of on the wall of the people that I mentioned. If I can get rights to a song or two to play when you mention their names. A snippet from the movies that like Ratatouille. Of course, a picture of Walt pop up like on the wall itself while you're going by. Make it a little more triggered by the actual vehicle. Well, that would just be a bunch of flashing of the image because it 
You don't have to flash it. You can fade it in and out. Well, but I mean, if, if each vehicle flash, you know, triggers it, or you know, you're looking at like well, I don't think they, a they, group of it five moves so to six. Slow, yeah, I don't think each vehicle needs to flash it. I think you can do it once per five or six vehicles because they move by so slow. And, and just leave yeah. it up for that long for that period of time when she's talking about it. I damn. I don't like the woolly mammoth scene either. I, I just I, it, I can't stand the woolly mammoth scene, but it's not a big enough room to do anything no. in. It's, it's basically just, just a hallway with it, a project, uh, projector on it. Yeah, so I just I struggled with I had to take out the scene that I hate the most. And for me, it's although I mean yes, I don't like Michelangelo painting, but this just bothers me. It just doesn't represent the ride or anything well, in my opinion. And this way I can also keep Figment. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Fight me on it. I don't care. <laughs> We've already attraction battled that one. Yes, I know, but I understand it's coming. I, I'm, a, I'm an adult, but I just let him in some place. <laughs> let him live on. <laughs> we'll put him in the Mexico, Mexico pavilion there along with three caballeros. What the hell does he have to do with the Mexico Pavilion? What does anything have to do with the Mexico Pavilion? There's tequila. For my second scene, I also redid the end. But I also I started it much more in that the planetarium room is the best way I can explain it. That domed room. The cupola. Where? What? They call it the cupola. The what? The cupola. I can't say that word. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it four That's times. Not, I, I said I it just, three times. It. The, the top yeah, of the dome. I, there's no way I'm saying planetarium. The we, top yeah, of the dome. The, whatever. The the, the 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 top. The rounded part of the bra. And the cup. <laughs> the cup. There you go. The upside down cup. Okay. <laughs> What's the matter, Mikey? <laughs> nope. Works for me. There you go. All right. So I'm gonna keep it the same at the beginning and then once you get towards a certain part I'm going to have it sort of like an artificial dark curtain that kind of separates the dome in half and I don't know if any of this is doable probably by mirrors or something where it looks like if you could place a mirror on it so that it still looks like the full dome and then once you get past a certain part the dome opens up and it's uh fake projection of like just an outside like sunny day kind of situation instead of just having it right because the ride to me it's just so fucking dark and I, I struggle with how dark it is and how boring it is so you have this open up and then you have figment show up in your little screen and I, I probably screwed this up a little bit but it is what it is because I, I struggled with my second scene and I wanted figment to tell you now it's time to have your own adventure go out and write your own stories use your own imagination and here's a little starting point to help you out so on your screen you get to play a little game of like mad libs of like everybody's played them in school or i'm just 100 years old and that's what i used to do but it's just basically filling in the blanks and you get to choose like the people in your car and through magic band technology you can figure out people's names automatically you can pre-fill their names and just have a little story go on without having to change the whole descent back down to the present time. I needed more work on it. I ran out of time. I'm sorry. What would work to your benefit 
regarding the change from the globe, the spinning earth, to your opened up. Um, is, I mean, it, I don't think it'd be as hard as you think because the cars rotate 180 degrees. So you, whatever is behind you, you won't see until you rotate. So that change in perspective right. will allow you to kind of hide some stuff and, and, and give it a reveal. Mm, I just didn't know what to put there. I would love it to be like a real-time kind of situation of what's going on outside. So like if they could place a camera on the top of that dome. So if it's raining, you can actually see the rain coming down and like hitting the top of the dome. It, it just, I don't know. I, there were too many ideas and I couldn't arrow them down quick enough and I ran out of time. Was there ever an episode of Shark Tank where the sharks didn't pick any of them? <laughs> Fuck you, Tim. <laughs> I noticed somebody who's going to come up with I his know, own idea. I, I don't want to change this ride. I, I, <laughs> I couldn't come up with anything that would that would change this ride. I love this ride the way it is. Like False you, and you all. Couldn't even t- like like you've said that the caveman thing, or at least that projection, touch it up. is Just update it, touch it up, get 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 a better projection in there, but keep the scene. I like the scene. Hate that scene. Do you think they're going to improve anything by giving it a different narrative? Oh, the oh, whole narrative, whole narrative changing. changing. That's what I mean. They already announced I mean, is that. that going to help, or will do you do you think they're running and they're kind of walking the line between having something that just seems a little disjointed, like going from? I think they're they're using that to put a patch on what they already have, and. But then what is it? It doesn't have to go down for two years for a patch. That's what I'm saying. So they got to be doing something more extensive. they got to be changing some of the scenes for two for two year, allegedly two year update. I think Foxy is going care. away. I the whole attraction had Figment in it. You can't put this to vote because people are going to vote for just because it's fucking Figment. No, there are other people who don't like Figment too. More people like Figment than not. Yeah, Figment has, you know, one of those cult followings. I don't know what you're talking about. You went Dreamfinder on us, Adam. You never go full Dreamfinder. I couldn't help myself. I even mentioned Dreamfinder. He's not even mentioned in the new attraction anymore. I know you mentioned him. Had to. (laughs) Don't give me this opportunity. I'm going to try to shoehorn Figment into every fucking Epcot attraction now. Well, I tried putting him in three caballeros, and you gave me a hard time about it. How are you going to put him in three caballeros? I have right with three birds. TVs. Shit, why not throw a purple dragon in there? Makes as much sense as Donald Duck being in it. If there is not a figment doll in Guardians of the Galaxy somewhere hidden, I'd be shocked. Especially with the storyline that they're using. Allegedly. I don't even know anything about this. I don't, I don't know shit about that ride, except... Well, I mean, I, I, I'd be surprised if it's not dangling from somewhere, or like a keychain or something. I, I can't picture it now. Why would it be? Why wouldn't it be? Because the original reason why they had the space hoopla is that they came to the area once, and, you know, they were performing in Epcot. Yeah. So the reason why they came back, I forgot the whole storyline, but they were here once before and some shit. So if they continue with that continuality, they've already been here, so they love Figment, I've decided. I don't know what the hoopla is. It was the intergalaxy hoopla when they were playing in the um 
in the America Rocks Garden. Oh, was that, was that, that what it was called? It was, I don't that know. Was, the the hoopla was, was the Star the Wars show. That's what I'm Star calling Wars. it. Yeah. Hoopla. Whatever. Galaxy, it's like Garden the awesome mixtape yeah. live or something like that. Yeah. yeah, but there was a reason for them being there and the reason that they explained it. I just don't remember the whole story. But like He was there when he was a kid because they, they, the whole promo was showing a, like a tiny, young Star-Lord as a kid in mm-hmm. Epcot 1982. So he would have probably continuality. He would have a he would have a word for his continuity. I don't think continuality is a word. Whatever. You know what I meant. I just Fuck like to go him. on record as, as as saying I wasn't the guy to point out the continuality thing he said four times. But Fuck you. I wasn't the guy. I left it alone. I couldn't leave it alone. In, this, in, it in the spirit me. of competition, I let it Fuck I let you. it be. Yeti versus Dragon. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I just like to go on record. If if I don't get shit for putting Pirates of the Caribbean in it, because he put Figment in it, he put Journey to Imagination in this ride. So <laughs> yes, but I explained why I put mine in it. My mine has about just. I have I have continuality from the beginning of my. <laughs> no, you even said you didn't know scene. how to get from one place to the other. You son of a bitch. <laughs> You flat out said you don't know. Oh, I don't know how this transitions, well, but we're just gonna throw it well, in there anyway. You know, a transition as well as Michelangelo painting to extra, extra. Read all about it. There's no transition there either. There's a really dark black wall, and that dark black wall is still <laughs> gonna be there underneath a, a sailor singing shanty songs about mermaids. So I've got <clears throat> ha. I have two <laughs> rides. I have. I have. Little Mermaid and Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm pretty sure the pirate songs would not have been about the Little Mermaid. Mine will. Well, I guess if if Tim can't make a decision, it's going to have to be a Pop Pop's poll. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to have to be because he's he he's abstaining. I'm out. <laughs> For that reason, I'm out. <laughs> Disappointed in you, Tim. This, this, this Satan. Figment. Just saying, vote for me. It's Figment. Just saying. I really liked mine. I, I put a lot of thought into it. I thought it I, would fit, apparently. I put too much thought into mine and created a See, whole fucking script I, I had for the beginning. Scene, and yes, then but realized, I couldn't figure out how that, Adam. where to work it into <laughs> the, the ride. I almost mikey'd it to death, and then I realized, oh shit, I have to come up with a scene too. <laughs> so, so what did you do? Well, we're just going to put Figment what? in there again. <laughs> And what I did was I just went back to my scene one because I tweaked that some more because I really liked that part. <laughs> the only thing I could come up with was taking it, taking out the scene with the mainframe computer with, with Foxy Love, even though I love okay. Foxy Love, and putting in like a, a modern day finished basement kind of scene and kids are down there. They've got a land party going and some kids are in the corner playing They're video playing games. Warcraft. Tell me some kid is duct taped to an air duct. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Have you seen that picture? Yes. <laughs> he's Lampard, he's duct taped to an air duct mm-hmm. and he's got a piece of pizza. Yep. <laughs> and the other kids in the Good corner time. Skyping, but I couldn't figure out how to make it work, so I was like, I can't. I'm like, no, I'm out. My other option was um, for that mammoth room again was do something about the Big Bang. Like the creation of Earth and all that. Because if we were keeping the storyline the same and not moving it forward, 
Uh, and then you could have had it narrated by Sheldon Cooper. <laughs> there you go. Ready? I mean, I, I I even went with Mufasa as my narrator and didn't get shit from Tim on that one. You did? Because you said that at the very end. Yeah, that was the big reveal. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. It wasn't revealing enough because I didn't catch that. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Wow. He's fucking overly harsh. This is, is why we need another host. <laughs> yeah, we need to do something about that. Adam, you have any ideas? I think we do. We have a little contest going on. We need input from everybody that listens to this. Uh, we, we need you to head over to the Facebook group, join, answer questions, so on and so forth, and fill out the form and, and give us a little audio sample so we can hear what you're working with. Because ob obviously um, we needed a fourth host this time, so maybe somebody would have picked me. Or me. We, neither one of us got picked. Or, or, or either of us. Well, a fourth host or would have been harder because then it would it's an even number we have to play this kind of game with an odd number so you we would need a guest host as well to do this again maybe they would have came up with something on their own and it could have been for, three for, for pitches that pick. he would have yeah. liked better like my sheldon cooper idea sure. but no we we got we got zero votes uh <laughs> this week because we suck it was, it was really hard it was I mean, a hard topic just, it was just the logistics of this attraction make it really hard to fuck with without, like, reimagining re the whole thing. It, it is challenging because you have to keep with the timeline, and that's what really gets you with the things you want to work timeline, in there. It's the amount of time spent in each area because you're really not in any area for a long enough time to tell a true story or a long right. enough story that's cohesive. I think that's why it's taken them so long to do anything about this ride, to update it really, to give it a huge update at all. Because it really only touched it up and changed the narration. Yeah, I mean, they changed keywords here and there. They changed the placement of some things, but a lot they, of it... They added the touch it was a lot of cleanup. Other than that, yeah, it hasn't really changed at all. Because you do have to change the whole attraction. You can't just change a scene with it and have it still be cohesive. Yeah. Well, we're just looking to change a scene by adding somebody. We don't want to change this whole attraction. Yeah, yeah we just add Figment. Done. <laughs> I don't think we can get Figment I on the can podcast. Get figment, if I want to. If anybody <laughs> could do a Figment impersonation, put that in your t in your test audio. <laughs> For Adam, why not? Couldn't hurt to try. Dis disclaimer: That's not going to guarantee your spot. So, nope. none of this guarantees your spot. This is just a prerequisite. The opening round. We haven't yeah. even started the rest of the torture that we have installed for y'all yet. So, man, oh man! <laughs> if if you thought uh, them crazy people on Survivor had it had it rough, because they really don't. It just it's edited that way for TV. All, all, all kidding aside, we really are trying to find uh, yes s s someone um, to add some to this uh, this mixture, some 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 good meat, some sweet meat, as it were. No, okay. Uh, <laughs> Apparently, no, no, no. Apparently, you can't say that anymore. In addition to uh, trying to, you know, get someone to fill in and, and or not fill in, but jump in here and be be a host of uh, the podcast group. Nope. In addition to looking for a, another host, the Facebook group can also help you find out what's going on uh, as far as cheat ups and events and stuff like that. So check that out as well. We know we got big ones coming up in. Uh, 
in August. We got big ones coming up in November. We got some medium ones coming up around races. Well, the uh, November one is we have Star Wars, which is a bunch of y'all meeting up without any hosts. So enjoy that run. It's not official. It's it's a meetup. It's a it's more of a three sheets to the running group thing. Yeah. So which is cool. There'll be some admins there. Who? Or at there be an admin there. Who? Chris. Trossel's Chris oh yeah, Trossel will be there. Trossel and Lauren are going, that's right. At this point everybody should be signed up. Please make sure you know there is a pinned post at the three sheets to the running group page. I have started a list and I will create an event. I don't know if there's gonna be any kind of true official sheet ups because we do have buffa the weekend after. Are are you staying down there? Yeah, I'll be down going there. down, coming back and going no, down. No, I'm staying down there. It doesn't make sense for me to travel okay. back and forth. Rock on, man. It just doesn't. It would cost more money for me to fly back and forth than to stay down. Oh, yeah. I'm with you. Make sure you check all the uh, events out on both the groups. I always forget about the three sheets of the finish line group, but that's where we've got a lot of other stuff happening because we don't just want to go to Disney. We want to go to Disney and... Uh, we want to look good. Try to be fit. Try to, we're all about fitness drink in our mouth. That's what we're yeah, all we're about. We're going to counteract the drinking from the main group. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's, you know, we're, uh, it's almost like it's some kind of a, a judge mandated thing. It's like, well, if you're going to do this, you got to do community service and the, you know, yeah, make this community service for fitness activity exercise group. Um, that, that I get a kick out of because it's it's also just as much fun as the, the regular group. It's not stuffy and uptight, and that's great. No. Not that the regular group is stuffy and uptight, I'm just saying. Other no, other, groups other running be. groups are. Yeah, our oh, running yeah. group is definitely not stuffy or uptight. No. Um, no. Other thing I want to mention, I think we're down to the last 30 or 40 spots for the Epcot event. 30 spots. There 30, only spots. 30 spots, so... It's right around the corner. We still haven't hit the 180-day mark for regular reservations yet. So if you are just thinking about it, now's the time to jump on it. That is an open bar for a couple hours on a private island in the Italy Pavilion. And no cheese. No, there was no cheese plate. (laughs) Don't get me started with this again, Mikey. I think once the the reservations get closer, I think those last 30 spots or so are going to fill up quick. So if you're on the fence... Contact Sydney. Get your money in. Admin Sydney Burke, B O U R Q U E. Also, links on the pages for the event that take you directly to the PayPal. Just make sure you put the name of the people who are attending because yes. you will need credentials to get into the event. Well, I'd like to say this was a very fun and, and, and uh, you know entertaining episode, but Tim kind of shit on everybody's dreams here. Thanks, Tim. Entertaining for me. Oh, yeah. Man, I wish your fucking internet hadn't started working again. <laughs> yeah, we could have had a nice episode, Mikey. We just would have argued amongst we, we each could other. Have. <laughs> we could have gone scene by scene and just rebuilt the whole I damn ride. Really close. Been, it, like, okay. it would have been figment from the front to the well, back. Well, shit, you can just cut all my audio out and do it what you want. <laughs> it came really close. Oh, no. It came really close. Because I'm like, oh, I could read them this whole thing. Top day, top. Oh, that's not what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this wasn't yeah, a. Uh, uh, I would have had you go first. I'm like, Fuck y'all, I'm out. 
Build two scenes. Adam was like, oh, the whole ride? Okay, yeah, we'll do that. Came really close. I had a bunch of ideas for other things, and I'm like, nope, nope, nope. Because, again, it was, again, my biggest problem with doing this topic was the continuity from scene to scene to scene, and it just, I couldn't figure out how to make that work. A lot of, um, even, like, when it comes to motion pictures and the storyline, they have a problem with their continuality from one mm -hmm. movie to the next. So I feel you, Adam. Fuck you, Mikey. I'm going to say it anyway. Now I'm going to say it on fucking purpose. <laughs> Fuck all y'all. <laughs> all right, so we lost him. Not on purpose. I wouldn't say we, we lost. He's not misplaced. We know right where he He's is. He's just unable to access the interwebs right now. Probably has something to do with that communication satellite I put inside of uh, Spaceship Earth. I think it's the very end. It took out the internet connection downstairs. We we will just have to wait to find out how, how this plays out uh, because we'll have Tim post Pop Pops poll. Yes. In the Facebook group and let everybody vote on whose set of scenes were the best. I feel pretty confident he will have Mikey's, Adam's, and a none yeah there'll be a none option and we will both <laughs> there will be a none mm -hmm. option and we'll, we'll we'll see what happens fair enough maybe this was a, a swing and a miss for us oh i'm one uh, of the first we, we tried this was a hard one we though. gave her hell hey if you think you can do better let's see it in the comments just remember you only yeah. get two scenes uh, Adam, while I got you and uh, the communication is working, uh, give me some closing remarks to shut this thing down. Well, it was kind of fun, kind of frustrating not to retheme the whole attraction. This is the first time we actually just took... This is really... Uh, I didn't expect this to be as difficult, like I said, because this is really the first time we only are taking two scenes and not changing a whole attraction. It's a heck of a lot easier to demo something and get rid of it and start from scratch and just build something up. It's a lot harder when you kind of have to retrofit something that's not even really there yet and try to figure that out. Yeah, that's why Disney likes just put up a flat screen. <laughs> put a flat screen, show a movie, everybody will be fine. Yep, put an animation on there, roll with it. What do you think? What are your closing remarks? I actually just kind of like Tim. I like it the way it is. I think what Disney um, is trying to do in Epcot with changing up uh this to about you know how the storytelling is done uh and stuff like that how we communicate and tell a greater story is just more to try to tie in to the harmonious thing that i think they're wanting to go with mo moving forward uh, to get away from um the old illuminations i just feel like they're trying to promote more um inclusivity and do something like this because if it's how the world is telling stories you know together then it can transition into oh by the way we have a world showcase here we're not just test tracking a golf ball and a roller coaster that goes to space i keep forgetting about that because as far as i'm concerned it's just a big ass box oh it's disgusting how big that building is it's on property it's disgusting how many times i've run under that box too at this point <laughs> in that little like <laughs> section it's pissing me off well i think that's gonna do it for us tonight on again 158 holy cow that's insane episode that's totally outrageous i don't even know where to begin with all that I know. It is just ridiculous. So as we end this show and the way we end every show, I want to thank each and every one of you for adulting at Disney with us tonight. And remember, this isn't goodbye. It's see you real soon. And for Tim and Adam, I'm Mikey. <laughs>
Good night, everyone. I'm not saying good night now because he said good night for me. I'm insulted. Well, I, I started with for Tim, and it would have been weird if I'd have said to, pitched it to you. So I just kind of, I kind of just moved along with that. So just know, everyone, that Adam also wishes you uh, a, a buenos a noches. A lovely evening. <laughs> he bids you adieu. 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 And thank you. Is Tim frozen? Am I? Yep. <laughs> Again? Did he just? Did he leave? Did uh, he he's frozen. Off? No, it's fucking internet. Can you? Tim, if you can hear us, yell at Adam. Tim, if you can't hear us, yell at Adam. I can hear you. Tim, just yell at Adam. Just yell at Adam. <laughs> I'm not gonna yell because then my microphone's gonna pop. All right, pop. Well, Tim, you got any closer? <laughs> I'll type them. <laughs> but since he didn't choose either one of our topics, Mikey. <laughs> oh, he's gone. He gone. <laughs> Fuck you. What that's my closing remarks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that answers that he could hear us. <laughs> Oh, I, I hope he didn't quit recording. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>